Welcome to Outlandest, a podcast, an album-by-album rewatch of the eight-hour tantric lovemaking session that is Sting's career. I'm Adam Ragusea, and I'm honestly not sure who would want to make love for eight hours straight, even with Sting. I'm Meg Donahue, and even sex isn't safe from Sting's need to show off. Today, we're talking about Sting's fourth studio album, Ten Summoner's Tales. Can we talk about the name for a second before we move on? We can. All right. So this is a play on the Canterbury Tale. <laughs> of course it is. Of the sum the 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 summoners the summoners the tale. summoners tale. Yes. Which have you ever read the summoners tale? Did you read that in college? I had to read that in high school. Wow. I know. Advanced. They must have loved it in high school because <laughs> it's about dividing a fart into twelfths, <laughs> which goes over real well with seventeen-year-old kids. <laughs> for people who don't know. The summoner, well, a summoner in m- medieval society, medieval. I medieval. Love it. I love when, yeah, British historians say it in three syllables. Medieval. Medie- medieval. Uh, that's not right. So good. Yeah. Um, uh, a summoner is like a, an officer of the court who comes and gives you your summons, like tells you he, that you. His job is what it sounds like he does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I didn't need to explain it. <laughs> He's the guy who comes across, comes over he and hauls things. Yeah, and says, <laughs> "You've been accused of heresy. Come this way to be burned." Heresy, heresy. heresy. Oh my God, it's horrible! This heresy. <laughs> Such an outbreak of heresy. heresy. It's heretical. My oh, God. Oh my God. Oh. Um, Someone called the Pope. And the friar, the friar's tale is one where he tells a tale about a summoner being real bad. So the summoner tells us <laughs> a, a tale about the friar being a real dick bag. Bag of dicks. It's nothing new. Total bag of dicks. The friar in the summoner's tale goes to a man named Thomas's house to beg money from him for the friary. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which also was a fried chicken stand. It's a chip shop. It's, it's a, a chip, chip shop. shop. It's a the chip best shop. chip shop in Wilshire mm, mm, mm. is the Friary. Confessions and chips. My favorite seas. And tunics. Tunics. Mm. There's uh, a silency in tunics. <laughs> it's like King Newt. <laughs> oh, we can get to King Canute later because he's in the video. Um, yep. Right. Did you see the Icelandic horse on the cover? I saw the ice- oh, there's oh, so many things to get to. But let's, so many th- let's stay with the Summoner's Tale. Honestly, this is like uh, this is like the perfect album for Adam and I to listen to <laughs> and talk about because we're both like medieval freaks, which I don't know if I really want to admit in public. Um. Well, that which could get you branded as a freak in the medieval period is really just anything. Really I mean, anything. Yeah. Honestly. Honestly, you've got green eyes, you're a freak. Yeah. Uh, so the <laughs> the friar goes to Thomas's house to shake him down for a donation. Mm. And Thomas is ill. And the friar tells this very long story where he basically, he's trying to convince Thomas to give money. And he basically reveals himself to be like the hypocritical dickbag that the summoner is trying to pr- pr- portray the friar to be. Right. And uh, the sum, if I'm remembering this correctly, the, the Thomas says to the friar, well, I do have a gift for you as long as you promise to divide it evenly among all 12 <laughs> of you friars. And it's something I've been sitting on for a while. There's like a line like that in there. Oh, Joppa Chaucer, you are number <laughs> so one. Saucy. So saucy. So saucy. So yes, Thomas lets out a large fart. And then, then there's this whole conversation about how they're supposed to divide it into thirds. It involves like putting it on a wheel, and there's spokes, and there's, <laughs> there's engineering involved. Put anything in old English, and it sounds classy. <laughs> I believe this Chaucer would be Middle English, would it not? Yeah, mm. I think I think he would be Middle English because Old English is like Beowulf. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Chaucer's Middle English, and then Shakespeare's like the beginning of modern, modern English. English. Yeah. Fun fact: Who wants mm. to know a fun fact? Oh, Um, there's nothing but fun facts so far in this app. (laughs) There's um, a theory that American accents are actually the accents of English people at the time that, so around Shakespeare, would be about the time that um, American colonization started. So Elizabethans are all just talking with hard R's. They really are. They all all sound like fucking John Wayne. (laughs) They do. Up there. So think about that. Beth sounds like John Wayne. (laughs) Yeah, he does. Yeah. 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 This would be the time to quote a line from Macbeth, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> out damn spot, out of say. I guess that was Lady Macbeth. That would be Lady Macbeth. And what, what but they were all called? played by men in the at the time. So, but I think like Lady Macbeth would have like that middle mid Atlantic fake, like Catherine Hepburn. <laughs> out damn spot, out. 
<laughs> my Kate Hepburn is bad yeah, today. It's, it's, it's not rough. good. It's not good. Okay, so 10 sum- Summoner's Tales. So I don't know why you would want to invoke the Summoner's Tale out of all of the Canterbury Tales. Because his last name is Sumner. Yeah, that's the that's Duh. really thin reasoning though. <laughs> it's an excellent. It's really thin reasoning. It's enough though. So, but, uh, it's thin, but so, enough. What I'm thinking is that, like, if you wanted to do that that play, if you want it because you're Sting, and so you have to, you know, make yourself sound like e- every day is English class with Sting, right? <laughs> of course so, it is. Got to invoke the Canterbury Tales. Got to. He's got to talk about Nabokov. Why not just call it the Ten Sumner's Tales? That makes it a play without it actually being the Summoner's Tale. But th- now he has something to start off interviews with, like, hey, hey guess let me... what? My name is Sumner. Yeah. Um, and then why or is it actually, 10? You know, why is it 10? Because... There's 12 songs on the fucking album. <laughs> I think you're listening to <laughs> even I'm not saying even with like the added song that was um only put on the reissue, that would have been eleven. Eleven, yeah, it's eleven yeah. songs. <laughs> I don't know. He's an artist, he's not great at math. <laughs> count <laughs> The Count from Sesame Street was not a producer on this album. One, one summoner's tale. <laughs> Two. Ten Sumner's Tales was released in 1993. Adam, what was happening in the world in 1993? Well, Bill Clinton was inaugurated president of these United States. To us, he looked like a Big Mac with a blowout, but to himself, he looked like Sting. Buckingham Palace opened its doors to visitors for the first time, prompting Sting to start lying about how good he was at sex to get the attention back on him. Perfect also. That's what I said. More than 700 people contracted E. coli after shaking Bill Clinton's greasy paw, though he would later convince fast food chain Jack in the Box to take the fall for the outbreak. NASA lost contact with the Mars Observer, a space probe that was to study the surface and magnetic fields of Mars. The development of the Observer cost $980 million. But who could put a price tag on a new god for the Martian people? Feature, <laughs> feature. Oh, you're speaking my language, baby. I know, right? 1993, the year that Sting got into a downward-facing dog and squeezed out some hits. Downward dog's hard. <laughs> so anything you can do with downward dog, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. Pick some tracks. Pick some tracks. Pick some tracks. Pick some tracks. Well, I mean, first we, it should be said that like. This is like Sting roaring back into the mainstream with this record. He did. He won a bunch of Grammys for this. Grammys. <laughs> Grammys. He, he won them Grammys. He won, a bunch he won of one gr- of them Grammys. Oh, he won a Grammy for this because nobody liked his earlier album, but I liked it. So I am a real fan. <laughs> That's what I say when I go to my Sting fan club. I just remember this album being everywhere. When it, it really came out. was. Like, I don't know if they just had an amazing marketing budget. <laughs> I think maybe part of what it was was that like 93 is we are right into like we are well into the Seattle era. Yeah. You know, rock and roll has gotten very dark and and good. And good, but like not, you know, it's all young and angry and sad. And Sting was this guy who could come in with this like nice adult contemporary yeah. sound for mom. But he still was just like kind of cool enough and hardcore enough and legit enough that he didn't look, he he didn't look like Kip Winger in 1993. <laughs> you know? I remember he had done uh, um, uh, MTV Unplugged um, with the earlier album, um, so he's still cool enough to be on MTV mm-hmm. at this point. He hasn't. It this I think like this is MTV VH1 Bridge year. Yes, that's a good way of putting it. Indeed, he steps. Fully into adult contemporary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this album. Um, so I suppose we should start with the first song, the big hit, which I thought until I was doing research, research, research for this here recording session. Indeed, I thought it was called "If I Ever Lose My Faith in You." That's not what it's called. What's it called? Tell me more. It's called prologue. Again, because he wants to do story songs. Story songs. And he, and I'm jumping ahead, but he starts doing country and that following album. And There's I, a country song in this one, too. We can get to it. But he, Which song is it? It's the Love is Stronger oh, Than Just Deals. Yeah. Love is Thicker Than Blood. Blood. Yeah. Um, it's called Prologue. Yep. And then in parentheses, if I ever lose my faith in the air. 
I love a parenthesis song. Got, it's got never pretentious. Song. All right. I guess we should watch the video for this one. Oh, and this is another um, Hugh Padgham production. Padgham. Plus Sting. Sting co-produces this album, <laughs> according to Wikipedia. So that he can have more of the money. <laughs> This is uh, Sting making making prominent use of the harmonica on this album. Is that him on harmonica? No, it's some guy. <laughs> harmonica is actually hard, so he wouldn't do it. <laughs> I know he's got Stevie Wonder on a mm. different album, doing, and of course he's the sun. Yeah, he's the sun he's god. The sun god. All the iconography. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But I feel like um, he's really hit his stride in this album when it comes to, uh, you know, well-read lyrics <laughs> that aren't actually his original thought. Look at that turtleneck. I feel like the Look turtleneck at, says everything about him He's at this got stage. kind of a Clooney-do going on, mm, a Clooney yeah. haircut. Big chorus. There he is as King Canute commanding the waves yes. to recede. So it's a with little his sword. It's a little nugget for like history buffs that I appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> Except not right because again, he like his knowledge of things is so shallow. <laughs> it's very broad things. but shallow, right? So it's just like he yeah. He has been accused of being a dilettante. Let's let's invoke the story of King Canute in the waves, but in the video he's like playing it really sincere. Like I command you waves yeah. to get back. That's not what that story is about. No. The story is about how Canute was more pious than all of his like you know, brown-nosing followers who said, oh, you're so awesome, you could command the waves with your sword. And he's like, yeah, bitches, let's go and try that. And so he goes down, and he's like, okay, waves, get back. And of course, they don't do that, and his feet get wet. And he goes, see, bitches, you're not as pious as me. Only God can make the waves go back. That's a lesson for you, Sting. It's a lesson for you, Sting. Right there. Right there. Another lesson for Sting is, like, this is a song to use that uses his voice properly like we were talking about last last album so? Why do you he's think? only writing in his low register last time I like and this time register. i know it's 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 warm it's nice but this is like a <laughs> chorus i mean if i just go to the it's chorus, a lot popular you go to this chorus that's like a a line that he writes for himself knowing that his voice will do something special on that line that other people's voices wouldn't do yes yeah. The way that soars. No one, other people singing that, it wouldn't sound like that. It's the wolf howl again. Here comes even higher. I love it. Do you think it's the gray wolf howl? Like, as he gets older, that's what's left of his howl? Is that kind of... <laughs> that's what we'll call it now? <laughs> yeah. Well, funny you should say that. I was watching some uh, I was watching some live performances, com- some contemporaneous... Con- contemporary... Um, <laughs> contemporary... <laughs> mm, shit. This song, this word always gets me. Um... Contemporaneous. <laughs> contemporaneous. Contemporaneous. Let's go with contemporaneous. <laughs> I was about to take some contemporaneous live performances of this song, and he's singing live in the verses, and then the chorus is taped. He's oh, lip syncing. Oh, the gray wolf can't do yeah, it. Yeah, can't do it. He's got that m- Mariah Carey thing. Yeah, it's rough. It's rough when you get old. You get old, yeah. Happens to the best of us. It he does. may look like, you know. <laughs> you can't put plastic surgery on your vocal cords. <laughs> can't do it. <laughs> Botox for the vocal cords. I wonder if you can do I that. I bet that's been tried. I bet you that has There's been tried. a story about Victorians um, uh, try, uh, trying to get bees to sting their vocal cords. Like really? swallowing a bee to try to get it to sting their vocal cords because it would do something to improve your voice. It would kill them? <laughs> your, your throat would swallow up? Stupid Victorians. Yeah. You dumb shits. <laughs> Just have some sex. It's fine. You're all muddled up in your heads. I think I think it's a good song. I think that chorus. I mean, it's so it's just basic good songwriting that he goes high on the first one and then higher on the second one. It builds that tension. It's real nice, real, real nice, real nice, real nice. Real nice. This song. It's is a this, nice one. Is this your first Sting song that you've liked from a solo career? No, I like lots of songs on the first two albums. <laughs> I don't think you did. I'm pretty sure you were like on everything the, sucks. I, I, on the island of the tortoises, I liked a couple of songs. All right. Yeah. I will have to trust you. I still feel like you grudgingly gave approval. Mm. So it didn't seem like a total approval. It still sounds, it still 
has a very adult contemporary vibe to it. I think part of that is just its production and a yeah. I'm not you know I don't think it's aged super well. <laughs> this song hasn't yeah. aged super well. Okay, Maybe not. I'm pretty sure that adult contemporary still played that jam. <laughs> uh, uh. It's like a it's like a turtleneck. It doesn't age well. No, it's, no, no. I'm agreeing with you. It's like a turtleneck. It's timeless. Um, on young and old, yes. makes makes young people look older. Makes old people look younger because it hides the flaps. I'm wearing a turtleneck right now, you guys, and I think he is like You're it's a, a dig. It's oh, look at that. That's a turtleneck. Mm-hmm. Is that a mock turtle? It's a mock turtle. Well, it's not the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> mock turtles are not the same as turtles. No, I guess not. Anna Wintour. I mock your turtle. <laughs> mock your turtle. Uh, we want to acknowledge our, our first sponsor on the program today. Uh, today it's going to be Fat Nikki's Lineage Services. Do you have ambitions above your station in life? Have your people historically been a group of backwater, mouth-breathing underachievers? Convince high society that your racist, semi-literate father was a duke, and that your grandfather was not the local eccentric who attempted to marry his house cat by using hand-penned documents by Fat Nicky. So Fat Nicky wasn't always Fat Nicky. He was Nicholas de Blair, and he was a historian over at Westminster. (laughs) Um, Nicholas liked the ponies. Um, so it's been kind of a just, it's been a rocket downfall. Mm. Like if you take a rocket and shoot it towards the ground, that's Fat Nicky. <laughs> um, he was Slim Nicholas, but Fat Nicky now. <laughs> um, but the good thing is, is that, um, Fat Nicky has a lot of skills that you can buy on the cheap now. Yeah. Penmanship. Um, Great penmanship. penmanship. I mean, can you put a price on penmanship? No. And documents, and he knows how to take um, paper and make it look like vellum. Yeah, I mean, he is crafty. He's crafty. Tea stained look. Get that right? tea stained look and, and calligraphy. The, big fucking, the royal seal, that the, wax uh, thing. I mean, he can convince you that your great grandparents owned fifteen hundred head of sheep. Yeah. He made a license to crenellate for me. Ooh, he's good. Yeah, and so I was able to crenellate the fuck out of my house. And I know you love crenellation. Love crenellation. Oh, oh, I love it. Um, So yeah, if you are looking for a made-up past um, that has something to do with... His specialties are things to do with um, the aristocracy or minor aristocracy, battles that happened prior to 1860. He's really great with the medieval stuff. Fat Nicky's lineage service. He's down in Croydon. Um, the it's not a great part of Croydon. Uh, it's a it's a long walk to to Westminster Abbey where he used to be. But the ponies haven't been good to him, but the Doritos have been. So, Fat Nicky's lineage service. Old Slim Nick is Fat Nicky now. All right. His dreams died. <laughs> So there's another big, you know, top 10 hit on this here record. Yes, there is. And it's uh, Fields of Gold. Okay, I have feelings about this. Mm. I feel like this song has been kidnapped by adult contemporary, and it was a good song, and now it's not a good song anymore. Mm. I think it's overly sentimental. It's one of the few songs I, I don't really like by Sting. Really? I thought this was one for the ladies. I, not this lady. I just, I, yeah, I feel like I am in a douche ad. <laughs> like, pumpkin sorry. spice, pumpkin, pumpkin spice. Pumpkin spice, <laughs> lady vagina wash. Um, it's, it is too, it's too gentle. It's too, it's just, there is a word, I know, a twee, I think. Twee. Twee. Dang. Yeah, it's, it's a little much. And I feel like it would probably have been used at every Funeral uh, in 1993. You don't think it would have been at weddings? This is a first dance song between a couple of douchebags. A couple of douchebags, a couple of dicks getting married. You know the story of the song? He uh, he had purchased his manor house, lake house, <laughs> in Wiltshire. <laughs> and uh, there was an actual barley field next door. And the barley was going back and forth. He's like, let me write about and this And he thought it looked like some people were doing it in the barley. 
<laughs> because if it's about sting, he's got to bring it back to sex. And oh, by the way, I can have sex for eight hours. Can I show you a clip about this? Yes, you can. Here he is on the VH1s. I always think Fields of Gold is also about physical love in a way. You know, it's, it's about people making love in barley fields. That's what it's about to me. I love look his little... Look. He just, bites his finger at the like, end. And he's like, whoa, I'm so naughty. <laughs> he does like a fucking Dr. Evil thing I with his know. finger at the end there. <laughs> That's so... Now you made it weird, Sting. Now you made it weird. Now he's like, hee hee hee, I made it about sex. You don't know it. Hee Come on, dude. Be, it's cool. Mm. It's fine. You know, he recorded this album in the Manor House, too. Yeah, I, I, I did know that. Yeah. I did know that. That's um, why it's so echoey. That's why it's so echoey and medieval-y sounding. Yeah. There's no tapestries up on the walls for <laughs> to deaden the sound. Take the tapestries down, Hugh Padgham. <laughs> oh, down with the tapestries. Down with the tapestries. I want the echoey. <laughs> I want it. And I want people to know that I bought a really expensive house. And now they'll know because we recorded in it. Yeah. And we made a video about our recording of it. So That video is so weird. Did you, uh, they like do a whole the playthrough of the whole album? Yeah. And only a tiny little bit of the audio is the actual live performance. It's like mostly just like tracks from the album that they're miming to. Which is weird. So I wonder if it's like a tax. The whole house is like a business expense for him. Oh, I, I don't know how taxes work in, I don't in either. merry old England. But I imagine there was some kind of kickback to that. Yeah. Because if he could be like, oh, I also work here. I can yeah. write this off. I can prove it with a vidya. <laughs> with a little vidya of me yeah. and Dominic Cooper. Dominic Cooper? Dominic Cooper is an actor. I mean, Dominic Miller. <laughs> Man, I'm so glad no one will ever you watch, hear this. Did you watch that? And are you still standing by your your insistence that Dominic Miller is not lithe? Uh, I still don't think of his lithe. He's lithe as the day is long. <laughs> He's lithe as a <laughs> strand of Bali. He's been on the Pilates Reformer. He's lengthening and toning. <laughs> <laughs> he was on the rack. They stretched him out. There's a dungeon he's in the bottom of Lake House. He's a noodle with googly eyes. He knows how to play the guitar. <laughs> it's Dominic Cooper Miller. Times like this, I'm so glad no one will ever listen to this. <laughs> I suppose we should take a second and talk about the yoga thing. <coughs> Whoa. <coughs> Were you thinking about yoga I just then? I almost just dry drowned it. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. I was thinking. You did a spit take about the yoga. Naked yoga. Or yoga in like one of those things that like Tarzan wears. Diapers. Let's watch. Here's a movie clip I recall my mother watching on the television. Yes. Sting doing yoga in a Turkish castle. The Gothic castle. It's probably from the Crusades. And he's got his loincloth is basically it's he got, it's, he saved it from the set of uh, Dune of Dune. <laughs> the metal has rubbed off a little bit, but it, oh my god, it's actually the same like design. Yep, it's the Dune. And now he's got to be thinking about oh heavy breathing. <laughs> oh, and chess. He's thinking about chess he's now. He's thinking about chess, you guys. He yeah. is. He's like. Hitting every mom target here. Yeah. He's bendy. He plays chess. He's bend a turkey. <laughs> <laughs> Moms love a man who's been a turkey. If you've been to Istanbul, I mean, all you're going to get is mom underpants. Those, those hands, her ways that come all the way up over your belly button. Joey. Joey. Have you ever been, in a, been to a, a Turkish, Turkish prison? prison? <laughs> Do you like gladiator movies? <laughs> Let me tell you, Sting right here has been to a Turkish prison. Yeah. Wow. The thing is about Sting is if you look at him with a cynical eye, everything falls apart. You really need to be all in on Sting to mm. even like handle the balls smallest deep on <laughs> even handle like the smallest bit of him. You have to be a hundred percent in. That's right. Because if you start like, wait, why would he? Why would he? Why would he? Why would he? What, isn't that? Isn't that like private? Isn't that like his thing? Would he want to maybe put on a shirt? No. No. Don't question it or it all falls in. It all falls apart. <laughs> like, he's what, like 44 in that? Yeah. I mean, this is the beginning of the 
mean, because Sting up to this point has just been sexy young man. Yeah. And now this is like his like, oh, my whole thing is that I'm old, but I can still do eight ways from Sunday. Right. I'm sorry, did you say still say, what? Do you eight ways from Sunday? Oh, okay. What did you think I, I said? Sure. I thought you said DA, eight ways from Sunday. I'm like, wait, what? Totally DA. Is that, is that a sex thing I don't know about? You don't DA? <laughs> Meg. All the kids are DA. All the kids are DA. Bloop, bloop, bloop. That's me looking on Urban Dictionary. Bloop, bloop, bloop. That's not what that's for. <laughs> God didn't intend that, Sting. It's illegal in Wisconsin. Ah. Um, I. And then I tried to track down the origins of the whole tantric sex for eight hours thing. Yeah. And apparently... Was it a Rolling Stone thing? Oh, it's better. Oh, yay! It's he was having dinner and drinks. Please say with Prince Charles, please say Oh, no, no. Oh, it's better. With Bob Geldof. (gasps) Yes! And come on, who would complete this triangle? Oh, God. Okay. Bob Geldof, Sting, Mm. Bono. Yep. (gasps) Ah! I got it! I got it! I got it! Nailed it! Sting, Bob Geldof, and Bono, and the world are got getting sucked into its own asshole. <laughs> They're talking about how they like to do it. <laughs> You're kidding me, guys. Sit around, just I mean, like these are adult men. Bob Geldof claims that what he said was like, "I'm good with 30 seconds, then I'm out." Oh, of course, mm. yeah. And uh, and Sting was just as long like, as you're raising money for something, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Every second he raised a hundred thousand dollars for some place in Africa. God, that's horrible. <laughs> I know it is, but maybe he's horrible. I don't know. I have mixed feelings. So Bono's like, I can go for la. No, that's English. <laughs> that is not at all Irish. So English Bono is like, hey, it's me. I'm English Bono, and I can go for forty-five minutes, maybe. Yeah. And Sting is like, eight hours. Move over. Move over, motherfuckers. I can do this for eight hours. <laughs> and they were like, whoa. <laughs> because there's no Sting is a one upper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, he's like he's like a he's like a 35 upper, right? <laughs> if you have fingernails, he has claws. Yeah. You've got a cold. He's I'll got see your 45 minutes and I will raise you eight agonizing hours. <laughs> agonizing. Agonizing hours. Agonizing. I mean, don't you just think about the chafing? I mean, there's and the uh, just I mean. What? Oh, God, that's a scheduling issue. <laughs> I mean, I've got shit I got to do, man. <laughs> but I think that, like, in all fairness to Sting, it's like four hours kissing kneecaps. And then, oh. like, the actual, and then they have to be away from each other for, gotcha. like, an hour. And then they come back. And so I think he was saying, <laughs> you know, if you the think about it. The whole experience. The whole experience. But, you know, anyone could say that, you know, it takes them 70 years to have sex. Yeah, exactly. If you think of it that way. Oh, so sure, eight yeah. hours God. is not that great. Well, last time took me seven years by that <laughs> by that reckoning. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I think. Hi, honey. Love you. <laughs> exactly. You're not going to listen to this. I mean, it's not it's not <laughs> sex. It's just life yeah, before exactly. sex. And you just like are just like wrapping it all up into the sexualness. It's, it's just like a lawyer just like putting like, exactly. you know, his it's breakfast just... into his billable hours. <laughs> <laughs> I was it's, thinking about the case. That's what we call it. The billable hours of sex. <laughs> oh, no. Eight billable hours. Eight billable hours. Eight billable hours. 45 actual seconds exactly. in the courtroom. <laughs> Case dismissed. <laughs> done and done. Law and order sound effects. Don't I'd like to talk about shape of my heart. Yes, that was um used in um Lethal Weapon. No, 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 that no. wasn't used. That was um it's probably me. Yes. Shape of my heart was in the professional. Which I've actually never seen, but I hear it's very good. So um, true story. I was preparing for this, this program taping. This. What's that? I was hoping you'd say like, true story. I played this at my seventh grade band concert <laughs> because moms love it. They love it. Love it. True story. I was uh, preparing for this taping at the gymnasium uh, the other day. <laughs> And I was listening to this on Spotify, and then on I was on the treadmill, and I looked up at the TV on the gymnasium, and they were playing that like World Series of Poker. 
Telecast. Did, you, <laughs> did you feel like you were directing a movie? It was a, so the, the synchronicity of it. <gasps> bah, 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 you learned something. I did. Oh the synchronicity gosh. of it was striking, but like the main thing was just that like I think the character in this song is a very suave guy who probably looks a whole lot, you know, like Sting. Of course. But I was like looking at these card sharks on this program. They look like dirtbags. They look. It's like if it's like if Guy Fieri had hepatitis. <laughs> And they all wear like these wraparound sunglasses, so nobody yeah. can see their their like tails or whatever. No, we can they see look they're, like they're... the biggest dirtbags. It's <laughs> you can't see my jaundice. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you cover their lips so you can't see the heart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is another big mom track. Big mom track. Big mom track. Big mom loves this. Big mom. Big mama big loves mama this. Loves this song. <laughs> they're like. What is the Sting brand? Who is the Sting audience? And like Big Moms. Mm, big big moms. Mom. There's actually, there's a thing musically I like about this song. Um, so it's it's in the riff, which I, I really like the riff. Um, he's got a nice little riff. It plays all the way down its little progression once. And then he plays it again, which normally like a lesser songwriter would just repeat it. And then there'd be a nice little coda. Um, on Upon the repetition of the riff, he changes one note. And it's this just nice, very subtle little development of the idea. I'll point it out to you. Okay, give him a run again. You didn't spot it? I did, yeah. yeah. I spotted it when you when no. you shoot your finger up. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it must be that one. Let me try it again in a way that would be audible to the audience. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here's the first time. Going to start over again, and here comes the note. There it is. Why do you think he did that? It's good composition. It develops the idea. It's one change in four, though, right? If there, it's repeated four times, right? Um, twice. Well, in, in the sense of once. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> see, uh, <laughs> repeated dun, twice dun, dun, would be. See, uh, oh, I think it is oh, like, oh, I see. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So there's the motive, which is the dum bum bum. That is then repeated in sequence. It goes down, bum bum bum, bum bum bum, bum bum, right? And then that whole thing, that whole little descending sequence, gets repeated again. Uh huh. Or repeated the first time. Repeated. repeated. Just repeated. Just repeated once. <laughs> it's like saying Just first <laughs> anniversary. I know. <laughs> no, one year anniversary. I think. It's, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Birthdays are weird too. <laughs> Fuck you. No, that's an honest. I'm not even making fun of you. There. It is a weird thing. What other song do you want to listen to? Um, Jack let's off. see. I like St. Augustine in Hell. Um, Augustine. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, because it has this really great middle bit um, where an actor like jumps in. There's a narrator? There's a narrator. Why wouldn't he narrate himself? He just fucking narrated Peter and the Wolf. <laughs> he can narrate like fuck. He was great in Peter and the Wolf. That was all Muppets, right? That was all puppets. <laughs> all and there was a puppet sting. That was. They did it's a totally sting was so yeah. cute. You're never alone. You're here, bro. Not here, you're not. <laughs> is that Ian McKellen? I don't know who that is. He's awesome, though. Again, it's this idea of Sting having a concept album and, like, a story album, but it doesn't quite come together. Oh, it's nighttime in the manor house in this video. They can't afford the light bill. <laughs> Spend it all on barley. <laughs> Doing it. <laughs> if somebody up there likes me, if somebody up there cares, deliver me from evil, save me from this wicked snare, not into temptation, not to cliffs of fall. What's this song about? Um, so it's the draw between the head and the heart. Oh, God. All right, let's go to the narration. Make yourself at home. Hell is full of my court judges, famed saints. We've got cardinals, archbishops, barristers, certified accountants, music critics. They're all here. Oh, burn. Hello. Burn. It's a sweet burn. Burn in hell. It's a sweet, sweet burn. But he's not the one who does it. Mm. Outsources it, the burn. Indeed, yeah. he keeps his hand clean. He's not gonna get. He's, he's not gonna get involved there. Ah, he's like Putin. 
<laughs> like, who's going to hire that shit out? <laughs> yeah. So I got to hire a guy who hires a guy who hires exactly. a guy. Exactly. So we had never retraced back to yeah. him. And then before you know it, boom. Boom. Ricin in the park. Oh. Watch out for uh, umbrellas. Um, <laughs> always the guy with the umbrella. Always, always the guy with the umbrella. Yeah. Um, love is stronger than justice. So Sting got yeah. into this is stronger than just this. I think this might be his first like country song because yeah. then he started. He did a country song on Mercury Falling, oh. and then he did. He got um, nominated for a Grammy for a country song that he did on the Cold Mountain soundtrack. Knows how it's the, not the Magnificent Seven, it's the Munificent Seven. The Munificent. <laughs> the Munificent Seven. Is that a word? Let's Google it. Google it. I'm Googling it. Go-go. Sting just likes to teach us things. Well, while we're looking at this, let's talk about the album cover because it's in front of us right now. It's a large gift of money. What? Yep. Sorry. It's no. Like, oh, what now? No. <laughs> Munificent, Munificent is, is a, a large, large gift, gift of, of money. money. So it makes sense in the song. It does? Yeah. Oh, because they stole some money? If, um, so listen. <laughs> I don't want to listen. I don't like the song. That's fine. Um, all right, let's, let's talk about... Is it a heist song? Uh, no, they get paid in daughters oh. um, for saving the town. Yeah. But all the other... Um, brothers die <laughs> and then he gets all the daughters yeah and he's got to divide the fart 12 ways he's got to divide the fart 12 ways yeah. uh okay i love that that was a, a thing we're coming back to <laughs> okay so let's talk about the cover oh um, let's talk about the, the album cover let's talk about the album cover sure this features sting in a total in uh frog face a castle of course it a does castle um this is a i looked up the castle it's in wiltshire down the road, ah! and it's the the uh, it it was built in a hexagon. Why? It was the fashion. A hexagonal Hex, castle. Hex hexagonal. Hexagonal. <laughs> mm. I, why? Well, no, I'm thinking. Actually, of the I think the British would say hexagon. Hexagon. Yeah. Which, hexagonal. 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 Hexagonal castle. Metal. I'm trying to remember my G. <laughs> Geometry? How many sides is that? Six? Go with six. I'm going to go with six. Mm. So it's one more than the Pentagon. Yeah. Are you saying it's more powerful than the Pentagon? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're saying, Sting. That's what you're saying, Sting. You're Are saying, you smashing on America? You're saying my scowl is more powerful than all the bombs <laughs> that Mr. Reagan can launch. <laughs> Save us, Mr. Gorbachev. And then there's the best thing is the horse. It's a tiny Icelandic pony. His tiny Icelandic pony. Did you see its name? No. It had a name. (gasps) It's like Mithrandir or something like that. Or Mirren. I hope it's like some middle. Some early English like name for Merlin. It's Welsh for Merlin. You probably don't know it because you're stupid. You're dumb as shit. But my Icelandic pony that comes up to my kneecaps <laughs> is named after Merlin. How could he? I figure like if he rode that, like his his legs his would like legs yes. would, would catch. Yeah. I was talking to a friend of mine. And we were like, "Oh, we should go um, to Iceland. It looks really beautiful." And I'm like, "Yeah, we can, you know, ride ride the ponies." And she's like, <laughs> "What?" And and she's like, "No, we can't because we're too big." And I'm like, "Wait, what are you saying?" Like, I didn't know how big they were. I thought maybe they just were young, but no. Like, people can't really ride them. <laughs> well, for certain riders, it'd be good to have a low center of gravity, right? It would be. But yeah. if you watch an adult rider on an Atlantic <laughs> pony, it doesn't look comfortable. <laughs> but of course, it makes sense that Sting would have one in Maybe his Maybe that's menagerie. what he's brooding about. I'm too big for my, my pony. <laughs> <laughs> you guys. <laughs> you guys are too big you for my pony. too big for my pony. Somebody bought me the wrong prize's pony. <laughs> I spent... 900,000 pounds <laughs> on Mithrandir, <laughs> and I can't even ride her. Oh, well. Pachonk! That's exactly what it's <laughs> saying to me. It's a really long thought bubble. It's a really long thought bubble. <laughs> but it works. Time to acknowledge our second sponsor for today's program, Balls Yoga. You've heard of Bikram Yoga, Power Yoga, Hot Yoga. 
Well, this is balls yoga, and it's exactly what it sounds like. Luckily, we have a endorsement from the man himself. Sting is a big, big believer in balls yoga. I always thought yoga was about just sitting cross-legged on the floor, contemplating your navel. And then I discovered this very militant form of balls yoga, um, which is very aerobic, seriously hard work. Well, I hear they go, you know, balls to the wall. They sure do. And balls yoga. Yeah. The one thing is you really want to bring your own mat. Oh, 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 oh yes. Oh. Yes, I imagine that there's, there's, there's leavings. <laughs> Stings balls leavings. <laughs> You're going to need a lot of Clorox wipes. <laughs> so thanks, balls yoga. Thanks, balls yoga. You're the best. best. Let's see, another song, another great song would be to talk about. Mm. Um, let's see. Seven Days is fun. That's a fun song. It's about a tournament. A tournament. A tournament. A tournament. Well, in my head it is. Oh. <laughs> in my head it's about a tournament. Surely it's, it's about a tournament. It, it, it is. It's Edward the Third. little pizzicata strings. Get, nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> nailed it. That's exactly what that is. Yeah. It's also my favorite cheese is pizzicata. Exciting for you. I, I don't know where it, <laughs> I put it in a lasagna. <laughs> so I'm like, and Edward the Third's court. It's chivalry and whatnots. Speaking of strings, um... In the other song about doing it on here, which is She's Too Good For Me, um, I read a story where he claims, and I don't believe this for a single second, that he played it for his record company. And his record company was listening and they were like, oh, it's such a hit. It's like this big boppy, you know, or it's a rockin' sting tune. And we can totally, like, you know, sell macaroni with this or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> sell pizzicata. Pizzicata fresh, cheese. Fresh pizzicata yum, yum, with yum. this. And then, oh no, it gets to the bridge section. She's too good for me. She's too good for me. Would she prefer it if I was And Sting busts out a string quartet. Yeah, he does. And the record company is like, no! Oh. We what? almost had a hit, and you had to get too sophisticated for us, Sting. You're kidding me. Yeah. You are kidding me that yeah. they said that. No, I don't believe this for a second. <laughs> you are shitting me, because that is ridiculous. <laughs> yep. It's, again, it's, it's the myth-making of Sting. The myth, constant myth-making. Constant myth-making. And it's so strange, because you think, I mean, it's, I, best, I guess this is sort of a, a chicken and egg causality dilemma, but it's like, you wonder... Because on the one hand, I think, like, why would you engage in so much myth-making when you're already so great? Like, mm. the the market fundamentals on Sting are really good. They're real good. You don't need to puff up that nope. stock. Nope. Okay, you, you're, getting right. you, you're, okay. you're getting a lot of return. You're getting a lot of return. This sincerely very talented man who writes hit songs, ha- sings like a fucking, you know, and gray wolf. Himself. And he has the most beautiful, bo- he's like a total, like, male model. And it's like, why wouldn't you, I would feel like if I had those market fundamentals i would just be so super confident i wouldn't need i would could be self-deprecating all the time right and when he does it's not yeah it comes off weird i know exactly but he's always like puffing up the stock Uh and it's like why do you why why are you not why do you you already have it all (laughs) why do you need more (laughs) and but then again i guess that's the chicken and egg causality dilemma right because it's like maybe he got so great he like willed that he could have into existence just by being such a tryhard. Yep, being a tryhard and lying to himself and creating. I don't know. It's, it's very. Um, I think his. <laughs> this is gonna sound like such an asshole thing. It's very existential. Mm. There's no sting. There's no. There's no um, original. You know, sting essence. It's something he created. He's like David Bowie, but lamer. Yeah. There is no sting. There, there is, is only Zool. <laughs> There is only marketing. There is no sting. There's only marketing. Speaking of marketing, 
I would like to debut a new regular segment. Can I have a new regular segment? You absolutely can. I'm, I'm here to support you. Thank you. Um, so, Miles Copeland is continuing to manage Sting throughout this time. Which, I, I mean, my thought is, why? I, I mean, if you're Stuart Copeland and your brother is managing the guy that you probably, at this point, maybe still hate. Mm. That's because Miles Copeland is a fucking dirtbag. <laughs> As we shall see in my new signature segment, segment... In my new signature segment, Miles Copeland, this fucking guy. <laughs> so here's Miles um, talking about the art of managing bands or acts, as he likes to call them, because he's <laughs> P.T. Barnum. Because he is P.T. Barnum. He really is. He's P.T. Barnum on Coke. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, this is a uh, his voice just drives me. Oh up the yeah, wall. oh this fucking guy. Um, so this is uh, an interview he gave to some outfit called Artists House Music. I think it's intended to be like advice for like artists and stuff. Would be Miles's. Here's that's not how it comes out. I think the the, the biggest mistake of acts and their entertainment business is they keep talking about you know protecting your artist and all about the artist, the artist, the artist. You know what? Managers are artists, too. A good manager is more valuable than a good act. You know, or at least as valuable as the guitar player or the drummer or whatever it is. The sound Love manager. me. Love me. <laughs> no one ever thinks. You know what it reminds me of? Yeah, yeah. The manager in Spinal Tap who oh, loses his mind. Yes. He's like, there's yeah. no risk for Ian. I've got to go find um, mandolin spring strings in Austin. I have to go deal with, you know, this girlfriend's panic attack. It I- occurs to me that the manager from Spinal Tap, his hair is even kind of similar. And I actually wonder if that character was Based on Miles Copeland. That would be amazing. Because the timeline kind of works for that. It does. Um, oh, boy, that adds a whole new dimension. All right, now listen to where he goes with this. God, he's the worst. So all this, you know, when, when people talk about all oh, the act and you're famous for supporting your act, you know, yeah, great. But you know what? Managers have a value, too, and it's is hmm. equal to, a, to, an, to any member of the group, for sure. In some cases, a lot more valuable. And so, you know, what is an act manager worth? Well, he's worth what he can make an act make happen for an act. No, wait so for it. I, I had this whole idea of the sort of the act is some sort of like, you know, oh, wow, the act, you know. And I got, you know, record companies talk about, oh, well, you know, we're artist-oriented. And I look at them and I think, you're artist-oriented? Tell that to your shareholders. You care about the act? You're supposed to make a profit for your the people who invested in your company. Those the- poor downtrodden people, who will stand up for them? I need to yell at you. I need to show how strong I am by being really weird in my talking voice and just yelling at people. This has been Miles Copeland. What a this dick. This fucking guy. <laughs> do that again. I talked over it. Can you do it with me? Yeah. Right. This has been Miles Copeland. This, this fucking, fucking guy. guy. He really is crazy. Crazy. He's crazy. 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 A manager's uh, the fifth beetle. Speaking of regular segments, can we visit Trudy's Wellness Ashram? Oh, I love my sweet Trudes. Trudy's Ashram. Trudy is a multi-layered, multi-layered woman. Um, That's why she's got that onion skin. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She's as many layered as her haircut. Um, so part of, and a very important part of Trudes, of Tea Lady, is um, <laughs> is her faith. Her faith. Her faith. She's a woman of faith. You would, but what gets me, and I, this this sounds like, in this clip, you're going to see a bit of a narcissist. And I, and I hate to do it. I hate to set you up like this, Trudes. But here we go. Let's see if you can catch it. Was that... You know, that small voice when you're extremely lonely and lost that um, sort of like lets you know that you're, you, when you feel you're most alone, you're actually not alone. You're, there, there is something bigger than you if you just have faith. And, uh, and that's what happened to me. Um, I, I was quite a religious, um, spiritual person, still am, and, uh, and put a lot of my faith in... Um, in God, and and who in turn uh, asked of me to put my my faith in myself. There, <laughs> there. So by there, and that just stuck out to me like a sore a sore thumb. Um, to me, you made that that story sounds to me is it's like it's like I asked God for something. He said, "You fucking do it." 
up here. You got all the money in the goddamn world. Get one of your servants at Lake House to do it for you, lady. Jesus. My selfishness is actually an act of the spiritual. Yeah, and right. I think that's um, very much like um, commercial commercialism, spirituality, um, not being so much of service of other, but it's about the self and about you know individual identity. Mm. And there's a, there's a lot wine to unpack colonics. there. Wine colonics, biodynamic lunar cycles, <laughs> just so ashrams. And does she ride a lunar cycle? Please go out on their can lunar cycle. Someone please send. Trudes, a lunar cycle, and it's like a unicycle, but instead of a, of a wheel, it's got a moon. It's like, ride this lunar cycle, lady. Speaking of round things, um, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm sorry, I've got the transitions down today. Yeah, you do. Uh, so you'll notice, I'll play it back, there's just some like clicking in the audio. Mm-hmm. Um and that's what happened to me. Uh, you hear that? Um, yeah. I, I, was I thought it was a camera. No, I, 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 I had to watch it several times to confirm. She's wearing like a headset microphone because this is like some kind of TED Talk bullshit. It's her giant hoop earrings oh. deflecting off of the headset microphone. I thought maybe it was like her old lady jaw like coming Oh, God, no. her, <laughs> she's She's turning her neck beyond the design recommended specification radius. Oh. And, and it's kind of going... <laughs> But if anyone asks, it's photographers taking pictures of <laughs> That's Trudy. Right, exactly. And through Trudy, Trudy, God. Trudy, Trudy. <laughs> Look this way. Look this way. I can't. My skin can only twist so far. It's got a tensile choice. strength reading of five, <laughs> and I really can't push it. She has to move her whole body. Yes. <laughs> I have to bend at the waist. <laughs> that being said, I love Trudy. I think she's great. I do. <laughs> I do. I think I think she gets a lot of crap, but I think she is like a hardworking woman. She's oh. always out there hustling. Oh, always out there hustling. Always out there hustling. Hustling some kind of cookbook or some wine or a fitness DVD. Like she's not one of those people who just like sit around at home and complain about money and don't do anything. I think, you know, I respect the hustle of truths. I think it's probably because Lake House is very cold. She doesn't want to be there? Yeah emotionally cold no i mean physically cold like it's, <laughs> it's like probably it's, really it's got cold. stone walls and sting took all the tapestries down because he likes that echo and they're gonna look, save a ton of look money look at her like look at her bmi like she's someone who's she's gonna be one of those women who like she goes into a sauna and needs a blanket <laughs> can we turn up the heat in here for this meeting i'm sorry only weigh 106 pounds <laughs> <laughs> when i get a cold it turns into walking pneumonia but truth i love you you're a hard worker Work it. Work it, Work at Trodes. Work at Trodes. All right. So it's time for everybody's favorite power rankings. So we still have Nada Como El Sol at the top. I'm just wondering, like, yesterday when you're like, I'm going to put this in, in Portuguese. Were you, like, practicing in front of a mirror? So it'd be like, Sola Esta Sol. Well, you notice that there's no songs cry- weeping for Latin America on this album. Yeah, he's done with that. He's done with it. Well, because I, like, basic, you know, it, all of the, like, the Pinochets, all of the great South American dictators, all the best, all the all greatest, the best. all the best, the greatest all South the photo- American dictators, <laughs> the photogenic ones anyway. They've all been deposed and had democratically elected governments put in their place at this <laughs> point. And so Sting really has no use left for South America. Okay. He always has the rainforest, though. That's <laughs> true. Always the rainforest, rainforest does still suffer. It really does. Yeah. And now I'm sad. Thanks. Power rankings. <laughs> Nothing like the sun is uh, at the first position and synchronicity, and then a bunch of other things. Soul cages is rock bottom. It is because we don't feel like it's it's not a good representative representative. What is it like when you take like um, a bit? It's not as, a good ambassador. It's, it's for not Sting. like as a part representing the whole of like. It doesn't carry the message. It doesn't put forward the vision of Sting that we have really embraced here at the marketing firm. Indeed. It's not as part of his oeuvre. It's an outlier. And so as that, it's we an just oeuvre. have... <laughs> <laughs> Some people have a new infra. I have an alvra. I thought about getting it fixed. 
<laughs> but the doctor said it's actually a hernia and it would be a really <laughs> big operation. <laughs> so so I, I'm just one of those guys that when I go to the beach, I wear a swim shirt. <laughs> That's the reason. Yeah. <laughs> It's my Alfred. I don't want to scare anybody. It's really his twenties. Sort of digested in the womb. Oh god. It's got a little nub of an arm. <laughs> Gross. Babe. <laughs> Turn off the reactor. I should not be. So where do you want to put Oh gosh? 10, Twelve Sumner's tales. Twelve Sumner's tales. Okay. Where do we want to put this? I mean, this is this is this is a much better effort than the Soul Cage. It is sure, and it's it's surely. I it's got the sophistication that he likes. Likes, but it's also got a little bit of zazz. It's got some know? zazz, and it is a good jump from old sting to new sting, and the new sting that we know now. Yeah, <laughs> as opposed to the new sting <laughs> we knew before. As opposed to the old sting that we knew then. <laughs> <laughs> He's settled down. He's had a family. He's got a big old house in lake Wilshire. House. He's got lake house, and he's got an Icelandic pony now. So mm. Mithrin deer. <laughs> Mithrin deer. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like Still Nothing Like the Sun is the most Sting album in the whole universe, because that's yeah. the Sting people remember. I... Synchronicity is an excellent album. Yeah. My th- I mean, I feel I think... like it's better than Island of the Blue Turtles. Ooh, really? I do. I, I know you may have feel issues that way at all. with that musically, but yeah. I feel like do 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 As good as it may be, as mm-hmm. like as as well crafted as it may be, indeed. As, um, the craftsman as that he is, defti- destined for the hit parade as it may have be- been. Been so many Grammys. Um, Grammy, Grammy, somebody Grammy. Uh, I still think it a fundamental and fatal lameness per- <laughs> permeates it, <laughs> pervades it. Um, and I would hate to put it above something like something like a ghost in the machine that's like actually good yeah and not lame that's actually like cool well i feel like the you know? the police albums ghost in the machine atlantis regatta zendata these are all regatta zendata regatta zendata so like i almost feel like we I, can we really judge sting solo stuff by the amazingness of the police police yeah that's going to be the the central question i the, guess we can't i don't know we can't judge them by how cool they are. I guess we can't do that because uh, we have to go by with their stingness. Yeah, if you're going to judge them by how cool they are or how good they are, then everything is just going to be in the toilet from here on out. Right? Yeah, <laughs> because I he's mean, never been cool. Again. It's just going to be synchronicity, and that's all I'm yeah. going to need to listen to for my whole life. But we have so, to so like the stingness. That's why we put nothing like the sun. Could, at one. could you meet me halfway and put across the sky? What? That's a song. Kenny, um, Kenny, not Rogers. Kenny Loggins? Yep. It's the song about with the boy and he his dad and he has to arm wrestle to win him back. And yeah, it's a thing. The boy has to arm wrestle his father uh, no. in order to get him back? <laughs> no, I thought you were with me on that. Um, his father is- You're talking um, about Sylvester Over the Stallone. Top, the yeah, Sylvester yeah. Stallone film. Yeah, 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 oh my yeah. God. There's a Kenny Loggins There's song There's a Kenny Loggins song. Not wow. Kenny Rogers. Kenny Loggins. Imagine for a second if actually Kenny Loggins made chicken. What would that chicken be like? I feel like it would be um, real smooth. Real smooth. Real smooth. But maybe kind of dry. But also accessible. (laughs) So accessible. Certainly leaner and healthier, right? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like he'd be like, hey, it's me, Kenny. And here's a... um, It's just pure... It's all white meat, right? It's definitely all white meat. It only happens on a salad. It's only on a salad. It's only on a salad. So it's going to be like a Zaxby's. Kenny Loggins chicken. But with like a heart player in it. (laughs) (laughs) In in the restaurants. (laughs) No one outside of the South is going to know that reference. Well, we, no one but us is going to listen to this anyway, so. (laughs) South rules. Were that true? Um, Would you meet me halfway and put 10 Summoner's Tales um, at number four? So underneath Island of the Blue Turtles, but above Ghost in the... I will. Mackinac. I will, out of some just goodness in my heart, mm, 
collegiality. Collegiality. Ten summoners. Is it? Yeah, summoners. Ten summoners. I'm pretty. Is that? Where's the possess? Where's the apostrophe go? Apostrophe s. Apostrophe s. It's, it's Otherwise, one, it would be ten summoners possess tails. something. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Not the ten tails of one the summoner. summoner. Yeah. Which would be a clearer way for him to write this. <laughs> the ten tails of one summoner. I want to hear the tales of all ten. I bet you can, but you won't. <laughs> Every summoner has a story, okay, and I I respect that. You know, mm-hmm, I respect mm-hmm. their individuality. Like the, what is it like? The three lords leaping, <laughs> nine ladies dancing. You want to hear all of them? Ten, the ten summoners, summoners tailing. Tales. Yeah, ten summoners tailings. Yeah. <clears throat> what if it was just like a bunch of tails, like literal butt tails? <laughs> <laughs> Like Perose, no, stop, stop, stop. No, 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 no. Literal butt tails. <laughs> That's the name of your band. <laughs> we literal are butt tails. Literal butt tails. Wow. We're puke metal. I don't know what that is, but <laughs> I've heard about it once. I've heard about that once, and I want to do it. Puke metal. We're puke metal. We're t- actual butt tails. All right. With that in your mind, here is um, today's words of wisdom. Mm, so words of wisdom. wisdoms. It's going to get wiser from here on out because he's, he's got some gray in the beard <laughs> he and he's got the turtleneck. He does. So the shit is getting It's not wise. mock either. I mean, it's a full-on no, turtleneck. it's a full-on turtleneck. He paid for the extra fabric to roll, <laughs> that roll down. It's Italian. It's Italian. <laughs> Don't worry about Versace. My best friend did yeah. it. Speaking of which, we didn't even get into his Versace-clad wedding that happened around this time. But we'll get into that maybe later. I don't know. Who knows? Love is stronger than justice. Love is thicker than blood. Love is a big fat river in flood. In the cold weather, a hand needs a glove. At times like this, a lonely man like me needs love. The glove is a vagina. (laughs) Big fat river is a penis. And a wrecked and gorged river. It's engorged. It's engorged. So <gasps> engorged. Thicker than blood. What's engorged with? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's mucus. Mucus. <laughs> mucus from all the sexing. He's from broken all it. The sexing. It's uh, from all the sexing. Oh, yeah. His penis is now filled with mucus. <laughs> well done, Sting. Uh, are vaginal fissures a thing? Yeah. Can you cause a vaginal fissure through eight hours of lovemaking? I would imagine. And then the body. I've not been through eight to... hours of <clears throat> of lovemaking, but I imagine there would probably be some bruising. <laughs> you couldn't ride a horse after that. Yeah, we not, not even an Icelandic horse. Not even an Icelandic because <laughs> that's really bumpy. <laughs> yeah, real bumps. <laughs> you can feel like I can't. Sting came over last night. Oh, please delete this episode. I never want anyone to hear it. Well, you're right. The Trudes works hard. Trude. <laughs> Trudes earns her keep, baby. Yep. That's how she stays thin. Yes. So, next album. Next album. What do we got next? Next album. We've got um, Mercury Falling, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. Um, Career Falling. Shut up. I will smash you in the face. So good. He gets really into jazz again. Jazz. Jazz. And then again, Mercury Falling. It's the messenger Mercury Falling. The message is falling into Sting's hand. He's going to write about it. Little baby Cupid instincts hand. Speaking of jazz, should you wish to be disputatious? Yes. With regards to... <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> Any of these ten summoners, tales of the ten summoners, all ten. Now I'm thinking about vestigial tales. Gross, I'm sorry! Every summoner's got a vestigial tail. That's why they sent them to go summon people. <laughs> Summon three people. Yeah. You, you, and yeah. then over here, you. <laughs> you can contact us on the Twitters at uh, the hashtag JazzDadsShips. Or is it DadShipsDads? Dads, 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 ships, dads. Dads, ships, dads. Whoa, dads twice? Dads twice. If, no, If it was going to be dads twice, it would have been last time with the soul cages. That's true, because that is a lot of dad stuff to work through. So much dad stuff. A lot of hardcore dad action. It's a lot. <laughs> So Sting usually is all about those moms, but he was real with those dads last yeah. time. It's just a one-off, though. It's just a one-off. 
you know. Yeah. That didn't mean anything. His his uh, energy is feminine, so it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Jazz ships dads. Jazz dads ships. Jazz dads ships. <laughs> Really, any permutation of this will probably get you... So nowhere you want to be. Nowhere you want to be. That's right. <laughs> nowhere that you want to be on the internet. Nope. Uh-uh. Yep. No. 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 Get that browser in incognito yep. mode. Yep. Yep. Get ready to clear those cookies. <laughs> clear them. Don't use your work computer. This has been Outlandos, the podcast. I'm uh, Adam Ragusia. And I'm Meg Donahue. No, I'm not. I am Alice Robespierre. <laughs> yes, that is my name. Alice Robespierre. You breed horses. I breed horses. Icelandic horses. I don't know Meg Donahue. She is a great person and would never say any of these things. A nom de pod. People <laughs> nom de pod. <laughs> oh. Oh, you got to trademark that shit. Trademark me. Do I have to go to a patent that office and be like, hey, Einstein? Hey, 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 Einstein. Because hey, Einstein was a patent clerk. Yep. I know that from Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> Can we stop now? Yes, bye. Stop. <laughs> <laughs>